Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It's the last week of National Make-A-Will Month at LegalZoom. There's still time to take control of your family's assets and their future. Sure, there's a lot to think about, but that's why LegalZoom created an estate planning kit to help you get going. You get an estate plan checklist, an ebook, and other information to help you decide what to do. And you can always get advice from LegalZoom's nationwide network of independent lawyers without being billed by the hour. Since LegalZoom is not a law firm, hurry to LegalZoom.com now for your free estate planning kit. No obligation, just great resources to help you protect what you care about, your family. For special savings, be sure to enter code NANCY, N-A-N-C-Y, at checkout, LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom.com. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. Abby Steffa disappeared in October 2015, but no one has come forward with information. Well, she is still missing, and that is why her family announced today they're increasing the reward to $50,000. We believe there are people out there that were with her day or day or two prior to her disappearance that may have information about what happened to her or who she was with. The case moved to a cold case squad with four retired homicide detectives. A lot of mistakes were made, things were missed, and when the homicide squad got the case, they had to start all over. Start over from day one. They're following new leads, working in conjunction with the FBI. I'm 100% confident that it's being worked, it's being worked hard. Missing, but not forgotten. Missing, but not forgotten. I'm talking about a beautiful young girl, Ebby Stepik. Ebby Stepik. Now gone. Vanishing. With me. Her mother. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Straight out to our special guest, Ebby's mother, Laurie Jernigan, also with me, Little Rock radio host, Doc Washburn. To both of you, welcome to SiriusXM 132. 
I want to hear all about Ebby. First to you, Laurie Jernigan. Tell me what happened when Ebby went missing. Start at the beginning for our listeners that don't know Ebby. Um, this is so overwhelming. I'm sorry if I start crying. Um, Ebby is was a senior, had just started high school, had started a new school by her choice. Um, And she went to a party. She was staying with my son, her brother. She went to a party on Friday night, October 23rd, and was assaulted, sexually assaulted. Um, She found out that it was being recorded. So she left the party. She contacted my husband Saturday evening um, and told him about it. She didn't want me to know about it. Told him that she wanted, that she did call the police. Um, They were not helpful. She told my husband exactly what happened. She mentioned she had also texted other friends and told them what happened. So this guy that raped her, she knew him correct? From school, from school. And is that one of the guys that went on to get a scholarship to school? Exactly. Mm. Okay. Uh, So that happens that night. She doesn't tell you because she doesn't want you upset. She tells her dad instead. Did they report the rape? No, he did not. Abby called the police before she told my husband, which is Abby's stepdad. Um, she did not get any answers from the police what to do. Uh, they did not give her any answers of coming downtown, reporting it. So after she told my husband in text message everything that happened, he was going to meet her and go to the police station with her. Before they met, Abby disappeared. Oh my stars. I didn't understand I did not understand that that timeline because what I thought happened was the night before she was raped by a guy that she knew she's still in high school that she called police nothing was ever done about it. She disappears and he goes on to get a sports scholarship. Is my understanding of what happened. And then the next morning, she goes with her brother. She's supposed to go with her brother to visit the grandma in West Little Rock. Your husband, her stepfather, was supposed to meet her there. But when he gets there, she's gone. Her family never saw Ebby again. Is that correct? That's correct. She was at her grandmother's house around 7 p.m. She texted my husband, told him everything that happened. He said, I'll meet you. She didn't want him to come to my parents' house. He didn't. She didn't want them upset. So she said, yes, we'll meet. Um, he left, called her to get a place to meet. He never heard from her. He couldn't get in touch with her. He verified with my parents that she was there, that she left. She actually told my parents, I'll be back later. Love you. Was not upset and left. We don't know where she went or who she met or what happened to her until 5.30 Sunday afternoon, the next day. 5.30 the next afternoon. After all of us trying to reach her, She finally answered the phone. Uh, My son called her. She finally answered the phone. He said, where are you? And she said, I'm in front of your house. So my son, Trevor, hung up and said, okay, I'm on my way out. He went out there. She wasn't there. And he called her back. He said, you're not here. Where are you? And she said, I don't know. I'm with my car. And he Isn't it true that in that conversation, your son says, Ebby sounded very disoriented that she didn't seem to know what was going on. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by she sounded disoriented? She didn't sound drunk or slurring, but she did not know where she was. She didn't know who was with her. All she could say to him was, I'm in my car. I'm with my car. 
And the more he tried to question her, that's all he could get from her was, and this conversation went on four minutes and all she could say over and is I'm with my car. I don't know who I'm with. I don't know where I am. And he went, that's all he could get from her. He called my husband to get her phone ping to find out where she was. That, that's what was going on. He called my husband. That's what they were trying to do. At the same time, my husband's driving everywhere looking for her. And when Trevor called her back, she never answered again. We've never heard from her again since that phone call. To Doc Washburn, Little Rock radio host, joining us, isn't it true that a few days after she disappears, her car, it was a silver Volkswagen, and her belongings, including her cell phone, her contact lenses, were found in West Little Rock. What do we know, Doc? Yeah, uh, the, the car was found, and the guy who, who found it was, I guess, the security guy there at the, um, at the development, the, the uh, neighborhood there in West Little Rock, and he contacted the police saying, I don't know why this, this car is out here. Um, I guess the, um, the keys are still in the ignition. The, the battery was dead. It was out of gas. And it took several days for the police to respond. Why did it take several days for the police to respond? Ebby had already been reported missing. And this is her car. Yeah, sure. Well, the, 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 guy, the guy didn't know it was, was Ebby's car, apparently. But when the police did finally went out there and got the car, you know, Ebby's name was, is on the title, and her birth father's name is on the title. And even though everybody in knows she's missing the police call the birth father and say hey we find your car out here what's what's going on as if they didn't know. that it that just seems unimaginable to me that this girl this right. young girl a high schooler for pete's sake goes missing right in a relatively small town i mean i mean we compare it to new york or la or san francisco this is a small town everybody knows she's missing sure. And there's her car. Right. And it takes days for police yeah. to get there. And then they call the dad and go, oh, hey, we found your car. The thing that, that always has mystified me is the way that the people who are assigned to her case with the Little Rock Police Department uh, seem to be intent on not getting to the bottom of what happened to her. Why do you say that? Because of, of everything that I have been told, uh, the, the way that they, they treated uh Abby's mother and stepfather, and and for that matter, the guy who finds the car, um, you know, Abby's family was told, oh yeah, we interviewed him and everything, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Months later, to find out, no, they didn't. Months later, to find out that uh, apparently this guy had a, a video on a, on a thumb drive um, that they never bothered messing with. For for that matter, um, the refusal to try to find out much about the people she was hanging out with. Um, Nobody with the police department, with with, with a crew that was investigating this at first, was was interested in trying to get cell phones of people that she was with. I mean, it's just one thing after another. And and the the verbal abuse, I believe, and of course, Lori can speak to this better than than I can, uh, that, that she and her husband experienced from from people who are still on the force with the Little Rock Police Department. Hold on, hold on. Verbal abuse, abuse on a victim's mom? Uh, with me is Ebby's mom, and if you could see the photos of this girl, she is absolutely stunning. She's just precious. And in a few short years, my little Lucy would be her age, and my John David, too. Lori Jernigan, who is Ebby's mom... What is Doc Washburn saying about verbal abuse? This is the first time hearing of this. I've not read this or learned this from my research. What verbal abuse is Doc talking about, Lori? It happened the whole during the whole case. These officers, this lieutenant, the sergeant, the detective, no one would investigate this. No one. It went on, and I would show up at the police station. I brought, I can't tell you how many copies of phone records I brought. Every time I would show up, they would, it would be ugly. 
and they got mad because I would come down and confront them. Uh, they got mad because I would show that, you know, I would show where they were lying to me. It got so bad that the prosecutor here in Little Rock sent one of his ex-employees with me so she could take notes just just to have someone there taking notes that's a third party. When I asked them for the phones, the boys' phones, they said, no, we didn't get them. And I was just, I, I couldn't believe it. Another one of Abby's friends had Abby's original phone and had been sharing the cloud with Abby. I asked if they got her phone. No, we didn't get them. I asked them, are they? No, we're not. We don't have probable cause. I, I, I was just outraged. I can't even describe how I felt, how I still feel about it. I'm so angry. Um, when I, I got so angry that the whole police force, like the captain, all the lieutenants, everyone met with me. I went over reason after reason after reason to get these boys' phones, to get subpoenas for them. And that captain looked at me and said, there's no probable cause. And I looked at him and said, what does it take for probable cause? And he looked at me and said, I decide what's probable cause. I, I, this, I can't even, I can't even express how, what that did to my family over and over. It got to be so bad. Um, I had the lieutenant, well, the sergeant that was head of this case at the time, we were very angry at each other and we had text messages back and forth. They took my husband. They didn't ask for polygraph tests for us from the beginning, which we were absolutely would have done in a second. Um, there, this sergeant, for whatever reason, was hell-bent on running, putting my, my husband, putting this on my husband. There's no wreck. I mean, everything. There's nothing that would suggest my husband had anything involved. Well, the last person to talk to her was her brother. Right. And your husband's whereabouts have been verified at the time of that conversation. He was not with her. Right. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories, and we are investigating the disappearance of a beautiful young high school girl out of Little Rock. Her name is is Ebby, Ebby Jane Stepak, and her face and so many of her pictures just seem to say, her face just seems to say, help me, are you through looking for me? Have you forgotten about me? I'm looking at so many pictures of her right now as I'm talking. Beautiful girl, blonde hair, green eyes, she wears contact lens, but her contact lenses were left behind in her car, along with her cell phone. Why? Why? Take a listen to a recent announcement regarding the reward for information leading to the discovery of Ebby Stepak. Today, Laurie and I are announcing an increased reward in Ebby's case. The reward amount for information leading to Abby's whereabouts is now $50,000. Joining me right now, very special guest, Abby's mother, Lori Jernigan, and Little Rock radio host, Doc Washburn. To you, Doc, again, thank you to both of you for being with us in the search for Abby. It's really hard for me to believe, coming from being part of the criminal justice system, relying on cops, Every day, investigators, medical examiners to take the stand and help me prove a crime occurred. It's really hard for me to hear that police in Little Rock were stonewalling Abby's mom. What do you, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I mean, it does happen. All you got to do is Google uh, police, bad cops, and you'll see a million videos. For me, that's always hard to take. But... I'm, I want to hear what you think happened. I have no reason to disbelieve Abby's mom. I have every reason to believe her because she wants to find her daughter. I want to find her daughter. So what is she talking about, Doc? Well, I, I've 
ever since I sat down with, uh, with Laurie and her husband and they told me the story of what they had been through, this is months before they came on the radio with me. And I said, let me know when I can help. I just got the impression that there are some bad apples in every bunch. And that would include the little rock police department. And I just wonder who knows who and who may have been trying to protect somebody. I mean, the, 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 when, when I mentioned earlier, the verbal abuse, Lori's only scratched the surface there. There was a lot more in in my opinion, a lot worse. Lori, uh, tell Nancy Grace what happened when you, uh, apparently committed the unpardonable sin of referring to some of the guys that, uh, that Evie had been hanging out with his thugs. Yeah, I want to hear exactly what happened, Lori, because you confronted the police about the guys that were at that party that night. And they didn't want to hear anything about it. They did not want to hear one word about it. So, Lori, my question is, what has become of those guys that you believe raped Abby. Nothing. They've gone to school. They're on with their lives. They've not been questioned again. They were questioned at the very beginning, briefly. Um, the guy said, no, you're not getting our phones. And they were left. I mean, so they've gone on with their lives. They're, you know, we're left looking for our daughter. Abby Stepik. Ebby Steppett was a senior at Central High School at the time she vanished. She had previously attended Little Scholars of Arkansas Academy, which is a charter school there for smart kids that focuses on math, science, engineering, computer technology. Her family fears she may have even become the victim of human trafficking. To Lori Jernigan, why do you think that is a possibility that Ebby's been human trafficked? At first, I thought that theory is far-fetched. The more I find out about human trafficking, I, I don't believe it's far-fetched anymore. No, I don't either. Um, you know, that's part of the devastating things I've had that we've we've had to delve into. Um, the fact that her car, her, their dogs, she's been searched. It's been searched and searched. There's been no evidence of her being in that park um and also ebby ebby was not using drugs she wasn't drinking for her to be that disoriented speaks to somebody gave her drugs wait a minute you you said a park did i hear you say no there's no evidence she was in a park why why do you say that well the dogs have not picked up on a scent that area has been searched three or four times there's no trace of her there. But I, I'm saying, I'm saying, why do you even suspect the park? Her phone was pinged when she was talking to my son. Her phone was pinged from that in that park. Um, her ah, phone but was wasn't her phone her found in her car? Yes, the phone was found in her car. But it was pinged just before that in the park. Who pinged it? Uh, Little Rock Police Department pinged it. Their original ping was wrong. They put in the wrong phone number and got a different ping. That went on for about three months. So when we finally realized where the correct ping was, it was from her phone in that park. Now, Abby had a very unusual tattoo. What yes. did it say, Lisa? Uh, with, every, with every darker night becomes a brighter day. And is that on her arm? That's on her torso, on her right with torso. Every, with every darker night, there comes a brighter day? Yes. And that was her heart. This is just so perplexing to me. Doc Washburn, Little Rock radio host, what, what do you believe became of Abby because see I find it too much of coincidence that she was raped the night before and it was videoed by the creep that did it and then the next within you know 48 hours she goes missing her car is found abandoned in an unrelated yep. upscale suburban home uh, housing development I find that very 
I mean, there is no coincidence in criminal criminal law, I very often say. So it's hard for me to think that one night she's raped. She calls the police. She tells her stepdad. There's an outcry witness, two of them. And then suddenly she's gone. I'm just not buying it, Doc. No, I, I'm I'm not either, Nancy. And and obviously you're you're thinking like a prosecutor. And you know I've never had any law law courses, but I've talked to plenty of lawyers. And usually, I think the most reasonable explanation is the correct one. And the fact that the people at the Little Rock Police Department who are supposed to be investigating are telling Lori and her husband right off the bat, well, don't go to the media, don't publicize this. And the fact that they told this family for months, yes, we, we interviewed the custodian there at the, um, at the residential area where the car was found. And then months later, uh, when Evie gets a hold of a private investigator, he finds out, no, they didn't interview the guy. And the guy had video on a thumb drive for months. It might have helped, but now the thumb drive is gone. And the fact that they're refusing to follow up with these guys that, that Evie was hanging out with, I mean, the whole crew that was handling supposedly this investigation for the first eight months seemed determined to not want to know what happened to her. Uh, we hope and we pray that she's still alive, but I think that if they had actually conducted a competent investigation uh, from the start, then we would have found out. And now we here at SiriusXM132 and CrimeOnline.com are joining the hunt for the missing Little Rock girl, Abby Stepik. The missing teen whose parents now fear she may have been kidnapped or worse. Joining us now, Abby was planning to go to the Little Rock PD to report a sex assault, a rape. But before she could actually talk to police, before she could get to the police station, she disappears. Why? She's become famous within the Little Rock, Arkansas community. But for for what? For going missing. Abby goes to a house party. That was the end of the trail for Abby for all intents and purposes. She goes to a party on a Friday night. She is sex assaulted there. It was videotaped. Police never got that video. To her mom joining me, Lori Jernigan. Lori, when you wake up in the morning and you put your feet on the floor and you think of your girl, Abby, what goes through your mind? Um, I, I'm, I'm devastated. I miss her so much. Um, I have so much anger towards the police that were involved in this in the beginning. I have so much gratitude for the detectives that have it now. I miss her so much. I miss her so much. I don't know what happened to her. I just, I want her back. I want her body back. It, for me to think that someone kidnapped her, which is a very real possibility from somebody she knows or somebody she doesn't know, human trafficking in our area is so prominent. From what I know about it, being groomed by guys that you meet, by employers, by boyfriends, all those things are possibilities. That's where sex trafficking came into this. As you start searching for her and the people around her, um, the next thing is is that she's killed. Where Where is she? If she was in her car at the park, there should be some trace of her somewhere. There should there was no trace of her. There was no smells. But NetMet came in. National Centers for Exploited Children came in. And what became of that? What became of that when they entered the scene, Lori? They entered the scene. Um, I, Colleen Nick, who is a huge advocate for missing children, invited me to a roundtable with the National Centers. And 
And when I went to that round table, I told them what was going on and the officers and detectives were horrified that that happened. They, I, they asked me if Abby was registered with NITMIC and I said, I, surely she is. They checked and they, they came to say, no, she's not. I, you know, I, you can imagine the emotions I had with that. I called the detectives in Little Rock and said, you've got to get her registered today. I want an email today telling me she's registered. They called me back the next day. They registered in the system, in this national database, that they're required to register missing persons immediately. Law requires them to do that. It's been almost a year and a half they hadn't. I got her registered, and they contacted Nick, Nick contacted our Little Rock Police Department and asked if they could come up there, meet with them, and go over this case. They have resources, the best in the world, Nick Mick does. Little Rock had never heard of them. They had never heard of them. Well, I'm going back over all the evidence in my mind. I mean, what teen girl leaves behind her cell phone or clothing or makeup, contact lenses and her cell phone? I mean, that's their world. Why would she willingly leave that behind there was a $50,000 reward offered for information leading to the discovery of the whereabouts of Abby. We are joining the search here at SiriusXM 132 and CrimeOnline.com, the search for a Little Rock teen girl, Abby Stepik. Where is Ebby. She was last seen at her grandmother's house. Her parents are desperate to find her. She made one mystery call to her brother, but was disoriented and was clearly asking for help, but couldn't seem to be able to say where she was or who had her. Days later, her car turns up in an upscale area near Little Rock. It was sitting there. It took police three days to come get her car. In the car, her cell phone, her makeup, her contact lenses. No teen girl wants to be separated from her cell phone. I can tell you that much. So let me go to our special guest, Doc Washburn, Little Rock radio host, and Ebby's mother, Lori Jernigan. Lori, have there been any sightings of her at all since she went missing? No, she's completely off the grid. She's not on social media. She hasn't been seen anywhere. No one has talked to her. Our detective said she's literally vanished off the face of the earth. Ebby was, Ebby was all about social media. She was on social media all the time, as kids are. She's not been on anything, anywhere. The FBI are involved in this. They can't find any trace of her on social media, anywhere. I'm reading a post that you, Lori Jernigan, posted. It says, Lord God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, I asked boldly, give me Abby today. Tell me what was going through your mind when you wrote that, Lori. You know, I, I write that, I feel that every day. I pray to have her every day. I have very strong faith, but this will sure make you question it. Um, I, I, I plead. We have Ebby's Facebook page, and we have so many followers that pray for her and pray for us every day. I don't even know most of these people, but Ebby has touched their heart. And the mystery, you can't, you can't just disappear. You just can't disappear. And... I don't understand FBI, you know, law enforcement. No one can find what happened to her, can't find her or find what happened to her. You know, it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me, Dot Washburn Police told the parents not to go public. Yeah. That, that, Why? You know, that's a $64,000 question, Nancy. I, I, I wish I knew. But again, uh, the way they treated this family, uh, at least the the police with the Little Rock Police Department who were supposedly supposed to be doing the investigation for the first eight months is, is an outrage. Um, you know, the, the people who picked up the ball after the first eight months seem to have been doing a good job, but so much was lost 
in that initial time period that you can't go back and get. Well, what's amazing to me is that the rape was never investigated and the alleged rapist has now gone off to college with a scholarship. The alleged rapist, I can't outright say rape because it was never even investigated. So nobody's a suspect, nobody's a perpetrator, nobody's a person of interest because it was never investigated. And then the videotape, as I understand it, was on a hard drive, was on, and that's been lost? Explain that to me, Doc. The thumb drive that I was talking about was was the video of where the car was found. The, the security guy at the development. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. There's surveillance video of her car being driven. What do we know about that video? Is it real? Is that her car? Well, you know, if the Little Rock Police Department, if the people at the Little Rock Police Department hadn't lied and said, yeah, we interviewed the security guy out at the development, and months later, uh, the PI found out, well, no, that's not true. They didn't interview him, and he had a thumb drive with video of that area for several months before he got rid of it. Um, you, you know, the, the, there's so much like that that has been missed by people who seem to be determined to not find out what happened to this young lady. I have no doubt in my mind that this is not a case of a runaway. So many times police will label a case as, ah, she's a runaway, she'll turn up. Yes. Yeah. There is no way, no way that Abby would have stayed gone this long. Absolutely no way. That she would leave behind her cell phone, that she would not have turned up. There would have been be no sightings of her whatsoever. Lori Jernigan, you're convinced this is not a runaway, a runaway scenario, and I agree with you. Why do you say that? Abby is so close to her family. We're very close. She she would spend the night out, but she would come home. Um, She wanted to be at home. She wanted her friends to be at our home. She was more comfortable at home. There's not a day that has been gone by in her life that she's not, we haven't been in contact or with her. Um, there was no question. She would never do this. If she was mad at us or mad at someone, she would still never stay out of contact with us. Let's talk about the the facts. Let's talk about um, her cell phone. What evidence, if any, was recovered from her cell phone? What were her last phone calls and texts? Do you know that? No, I don't. Why? I've not been told that. Where's the phone? Uh, the FBI has it. The FBI, would they allow you to see it? We first got the phone um, in the very beginning. The Little Rock Police Department gave us the phone and asked us if we knew how to unlock it. Oh, boy, that's not a good sign. No, and they couldn't get it unlocked. Well, I don't know her passcode. I assumed police officers knew how to do that. Well, ours didn't. They didn't know how to get into her Snapchat, her Instagram, her Facebook. I literally had to download and copy the the directions for law enforcement to get information from apps. I had to download that. That's what you agree to when you download any any app. I had to copy that and give that to them so they could figure out how to contact Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. So the FBI has it now. It's amazing to me that that you don't know, they haven't told you, her most, her last texts, her last voicemails, uh, who spoke to her last. And you can definitely triangulate or figure out where her cell phone had been prior to finding it and where it had been prior to those last pings. If anybody contacted her, said, hey, meet me, anything like that. And why do you think, Doc Washburn, that her car turned up in this upscale housing development that she has no connection to? It looks like somebody dumped the car to me. I mean, look, if they had the search done out there and they couldn't find any trace that she had been in that development outside that car, you know, even if she was abducted, it doesn't look like she was abducted there. That That's the one thing. And the, the other thing as to what Laurie was talking about, uh, about how it seemed to be like pulling teeth to get the uh, Little Rock Police Department interested in checking out social media. My understanding is, and I don't know if it's changed since Ebby disappeared, but the Little Rock Police Department didn't have an IT guy. Uh, they, they They didn't know anything about social media. 
Oh, dear Lord in heaven. I mean, it wasn't yeah. that long ago, for Pete's sake. Every every force has an IT guy. Um, this is what we know. Abby Stepick disappears October 2015. No one has come forward with any information to help find her. She's missing as of right now. The reward has increased for information leading to Abby's whereabouts. It is now $50,000. That's a lot of money. Lori Jernigan, her mom, now has a little more hope because we now know that a new team has been assembled to help in the investigation. They are four retired homicide detectives. Listen to what Detective Tommy Hudson says. There are still uh, leads being followed up on uh, Ebby Stovic's disappearance. Not all the leads have been exhausted yet. It's a long, drawn-out case. I can tell you that we have resources from the uh, FBI and the uh, agents with the Bull Run Field FBI office here that are assisting us in the case. I'm happy that the family has agreed to raise the reward to $50,000. Any tip that can come in, we investigate. The one thing we do ask the public is we're looking for information in regards to Ms. Debick's disappearance or what happened to Ms. Debick. We're not so much looking for information about opinions of how the investigation should proceed. Because what happens is, when people start sending information about how the investigation should proceed, it bogs the investigation down. So we want the active information that's out there that we believe somebody in the public has about the disappearance, particularly in Ms. Stebbick's friends and the people that she ran around with, especially in her social media contacts, that could help us with the timeline we have established in her disappearance. They may have something that we can add to our initial timeline that may help us look in a certain direction may help us try to find where Abby's at. Back to Lori Jernigan, mother of missing Abby Jane. Lori, tell me, how do you keep your hope alive that you will see her again? Faith, my my belief in God, um, that's the only thing that keeps me going. And when I don't have it, it's other prayers that keep me going. That's the only way I can keep going. Um, I will fight whoever I need to fight until I find her, until I find her body, until I find her. I will fight till my last breath. I have made so many enemies in our legal department, in our law enforcement here in Arkansas. And I've had, I've also had advocates show up in our police department. Um, that's where my, that's where my hope lies. It's our detective right now, Tommy Hudson. He's obsessed with this. He came out of retirement for this case. That's the case he works on full time. Um, we had an assistant chief Buley, Wayne Buley, that when he removed the case from our original group, he apologized to me over and over of how we were treated, how the case was mishandled. We had files falsified. We had um, our original group investigators get into her Google account and manipulate her account. Um, there are so many things that were done to, like Doc said, prevent us from finding our daughter. They wanted to stick with their theory. She's a runaway. She'll come home. Of course, police always look at those closest to a victim, and that would include her stepfather. Police investigated him, and he has totally been cleared. There was even no su suggestion that he was involved in this. And I want to put that in the listeners' minds right now because there is nothing at all to suggest her brother or stepfather or bio dad had anything to do with her disappearance. And I'm saying that because that's the first place all homicide or kidnap investigations start with those family members, and then it goes out to uh, love objects, romantic interests, exes. It goes from there. I'm going to put it on the record right now. The stepfather, the bio dad, the brother have absolutely nothing to do with Ebby's disappearance. To Ebby's mom, Lori Jernigan. Lori, when you think of Ebby, what is your most vivid memory how happy she is her love of 
people, animals, and her happiness, her affection. She she loved, 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 and she helped others. That gave her so much joy to help others. Um, her friends, the constant theme is she would do anything for you, and she she would. Um, I don't have that anymore. I don't have her here. I don't get to see that face, hear her funny stories. I don't have that anymore. And those that have come to know her through this investigation, she's touched so many lives. She's touched so many lives. Through all this, I have to fight for her because Ebby's a fighter. And I have to share everything that I have searched through. If it's human trafficking, if it's corruption, I, I search and search and I share everything I search. And that's what Ebby would do for me. If you are listening now, as we join forces to help find Ebby, if you have information, please call 501 501- Three seven one four six six zero. Repeat five zero one three seven one four six six zero. Or email to T, as in toy, T Hudson, T H U D S O N at LittleRock dot gov. T Hudson at LittleRock dot gov. Five zero one three seven one four six six zero. There is a fifty thousand dollar reward for information leading to the discovery of Ebby Stepik. Breaking news now. We are just learning regarding the beautiful Texas realtor, the mother, who mysteriously goes missing just before Harvey hits Texas, before all the bedlam, the flooding, the evacuation, before Harvey hits, she goes missing. And using Harvey as a cover, it remains a mystery. What happened to Crystal? Crystal McDowell, a mother of two who vanishes the day just hours before Harvey lands in the Gulf Coast area in southeast Texas. We're learning all of this from Chambers County Sheriff Brian Hawthorne. Crystal's body, against all of our hopes and prayers, has been found. This gorgeous mom has been found slain. Repeat, the body of a Texas realtor has been found in a marshy wooded area. This is over two weeks after she disappears the day Hurricane Harvey makes landfall, just before it hits. It was not Harvey-related. Joining me, three special guests, Paul Chambers, investigative reporter out of Texas, Crime Stories contributor, Karen Stark, renowned psychologist out of New York, and Paul Hargrave, Crystal's boyfriend, who was one of the last people to see her and has been zealously seeking the truth regarding her disappearance. Paul Hargrave, thank you so much for being with us. When did you learn that Crystal's body had been found? I received a uh, phone call from the um, the Texas Ranger. Uh, I thought that was very kind of him to, to call me and, and notify me. Um, you know, Nancy, is, is, um, it's been a a roller coaster of emotions these past few days. Um, it's uh, I don't I don't even recall. It was sometime in the afternoon, uh, around two p.m. And uh, I from that point forward, I left work and got in the car and just drove. So um, my days are kind of washing together right now. But I just, I got a, a call around two o'clock from the Texas Ranger. To Paul Chambers, Texas-based investigative reporter. Paul, the narrow question, where was her body found and in what condition? We don't know much about the crime scene, but her body was discovered in a wooded area of West Chambers County. They're not getting very specific, but they did tell us that uh, the body was found by the Texas Rangers and detectives from the Chambers County Sheriff's Department. You know, what's disturbing... Paul Chambers, is her body out there all this time in these horrible, horrible weather conditions as Harvey hits Texas? But to Paul Hargrave, her boyfriend, grieving now, Paul, I 
want you to know, I know what you're going through. I know exactly what you're going through. And I am so sorry. And another thing that is upsetting me greatly, as it is you, I'm sure, our children probably don't know enough to 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 understand this yet. But all of her friends said when she went missing, they knew what happened. It was not Harvey. It was not a, a failed evacuation attempt. They knew what happened, Paul Hargrave. Is that true? That is true, Nancy. We all had our suspicions. Um, I voiced my concerns uh, as deeply and as profoundly as I could to the detectives, to the Texas Ranger. However, because of my position in this all, being a person of interest, um, I'm sure it didn't hold much water. Um, the sheriff thought probably it was just animosity between boyfriend and ex-husband and ex-husband and boyfriend. Uh, I tried it to plead my case. This is what we know now regarding the disappearance and now the death of this beautiful mother, Texas realtor, Crystal McDowell. We know that there is foul play. We know there is a suspect in custody. We'll bring you the full story as we dig deep tomorrow. Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress Five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner.